0: Around the world, by the power of the Holy you are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. I am confident that something will be added to you tonight, tomorrow night, and on Sunday night. Whatever it is that God has already done in your life, Cannot be compared with what he still wants to do. Amen. There is more in God. Let me tell someone there is more in God. Hallelujah. I am excited to be here this evening. And this evening. We'll attempt to. Introduce the direction the Spirit of God has led us to go and by Friday Saturday and Sunday we will be concluding that today is Friday, amen that's the way you start losing count of the days, I've been in four cities in three days, amen so you could lose count of the days but I want to say something to you We're living in the best of times. Hallelujah. Some years ago, um, I wrote an article that we published in our Faith to Faith newsletter then. And it was titled, The Future is Here. the summary of what the discussion was in that article was that the prophecies of yesteryears were living in those prophecies. The things God spoke of years ago that when we even boldly declared them it looked like we were daydreaming But we're living in those prophecies today. And I strongly believe that everyone here will see prophecy fulfilled in their lives. Glory to God. You'll see prophecy fulfilled in your life. The reason why God gives you a picture of the future is to get you to cooperate with Him. The Bible says, can two walk together except they agree? When you see that picture, that vision that God has for you, it is easier for you to cooperate with Him. Why does God prophesy? Why does He just do what He wants to do? What's the need? Speaking ahead of time. The Bible says, the Lord God will do nothing until He has revealed it to His servants, the prophets. Why does He reveal So that we can cooperate with him. There are some of you here. Things have dropped in your heart years ago. Months ago. God has not changed his mind. Amen. He has not changed his mind. He hasn't changed his mind. My prayer is that you will allow God. Fulfill his purpose in your life. In the name of Jesus. That's very important very important and so when we have meetings like these days of revelation and manifestation what 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 is it about is to bring you into god's into god's ultimate plan for you is it possible for someone to live and die and not fulfill god's will yes very possible it has happened before. It's happening now. And it will continue to happen. Amen. But the Spirit of God is always available as a helper. Hallelujah. And so meetings like this is God's help to you. Receive it as God's help. Glory to God. Receive it as what? God's help. Don't be casual about these kind of meetings. Don't be casual about them. I could come into the meeting and already sense the expectations. Hallelujah. Help me tell your neighbor, let your expectations be strong. Amen. Amen. Tell the other neighbor, let your expectations be strong. <laughs> this year will remain unforgettable for us because of what the Spirit of God will do, the significant things that will be going on. They've already started. Amen. I said they've already started. You know, God can be doing so much and somebody is not seeing it. Praise the Lord. Some of you might think, if you were there when Jesus was uh, walked the face of the earth, f- was fulfilling the earthly part of his ministry, you say, oh, I would not have done what the Jews did. But some of you are already doing what the Jews did. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. I would not have done what the Jews did. Because you are reading the stories now, they look like, you know, ah, those things that happen. I hear Christians say things like, Oh, when oh we go do all those things to do in the Bible? He's doing it every day. I said He's doing it every day. But the issue is, are you seeing it? Amen. Are you seeing it? Are you seeing it? He's doing it every day. The day Jesus was hanging on that cross, someone was cooking. Praise the Lord. Someone was in the office. Maybe a non-Jew that lived in Jerusalem at that time decided he was not going to observe the Sabbath. Maybe he walked here. Then suddenly, there was darkness in the afternoon. Oh, what's happening today? There would have been a scientific explanation for it. We are the ones reading that it was supernatural. Are you listening to me? Lift your hand. Say, Lord, open my eyes to see what you're doing today in my own time. Glory to God. Yeah. I'm going to talk about some of those things when I get into the message. So there were people around Jesus. I, I, you know, this dawned on me um, years back. I've shared the story before. I was so expectant to be in a Kennecopeland meeting. I'd grown up seeing the books of Kenne Copeland around my parents' home. And Kenny E. Higgin had talked so much about Kennecopeland. I'd heard several messages, but I just expected to be in one of the meetings. And then I was in the meeting. I thought the whole of America would be in the meeting. Amen. Amen. Because the way the meeting was in my heart, I felt even the government should declare a public holiday for such a meeting. Well life was going on. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Life was going on. Life was going on. I wasn't living in that part of the world, so I had to stay in a hotel. And then when they asked me, what did you come for? And then I say, I came for a Kenokoplan meeting. They say, who is that? <laughs> what shocked me the most was after one of the morning sessions, we had a break in the afternoon. And I needed somewhere to shave or have a haircut. So I was looking for a real barbershop. What they call a baba shop, A black baba shop. And then I got around the corner and found the place. And we got talking. Now, let me just give you this information that is very important. This meeting I went for was maybe 11 years ago, 10 or 11 years ago. They had, at that time, they had had the meeting for over 37 years in that same venue. Hello? I'm a bit unsure of the exact figure. Close to 40. That's year after year, just as we have convention. All right? They've had that program in that same hall, Fort Worth Convention Center. Year after year from... Likely 1973. Up until that time. Now, so the man that was with me, he lives in the neighborhood. I said, do you live here? He said, yes. How long have you lived here? He told me the number of years he had lived here. I said, okay. I said, I came for Kenne Copeland He didn't know what I was talking about. And his shop was just by the corner. i like, how would you know Kenne he has an airport in this city. Amen. <laughs> he didn't know him. I found out that God can be shouting next door, and a man can be so carnal and kind of, blind to hear or see what God is doing. My prayer for you is that you will not be one of those that God is doing something in your life, but you are not seeing it. And when you are not seeing what God is doing, your actions will be contrary to God's plan. Hallelujah. And you cannot be grateful. No, you can't be grateful. Because you are not even seeing it. We will see. Amen. We will see. We will see. As a student in university, I was invited for a program. I was the second speaker in the meeting. So I came in when the first speaker was already speaking. It was a retreat, what they called retreat or something like that. We had a number of people, quite a number of people. So they wanted me to talk about the miraculous and signs and wonders and the power of the Holy Ghost. When I came in, the speaker before me was talking something about revival, if I try to get what he was talking about. So I sat down there, and he began to talk about how the glory of God had departed from the church. Now let me say this to you, anybody you hear talking that, it is nonsense. The glory of God will never depart from the church. I'm not teaching on that today, but just take it. It will never depart. Amen. (laughs) Amen. It will never depart. People might be blind to it. It will not depart. Amen. Take this the Spirit of God never stops moving, He only changes location. All right. So I came in and the fellow was talking about some of you have heard the word in Hebrew, in the Old Testament, ikabod. All right, the glory has departed, and he talked along those lines, and people were crying, people were sad, you know, weeping for their sins and all those kind. of some people like those kind of things, you know. The Bible talks about that. It talks about who have entered moments of refreshing. After, uh, let's not go there. So, when I came in. Just in the midst of the weeping. And maybe there was gnashing of teeth. (laughs) Amen. They invited me. Let's invite the second speaker. You know, I I wasn't even a pastor at that time. Brother TB Peters. So I came up. Somewhere on the chair. Somewhere on the floor. Crying. Weeping. Every New Testament revival was a revival with joy not weeping never forget that so when I came in they just handed that mic to me so the fellow that had whipped them was feeling very proud about his job amen you know now don't misunderstand me don't misunderstand me I preached messages that brought conviction on sinners did you hear me? I preached messages, gospel that brought conviction on sinners, not condemnation on believers. Amen. I preached in a vehicle. We were going from town to school. And I was preaching about salvation. When the guy that was in the car came down from the car, he came down like, put his hand on shoulder. (laughs) That's happened several times. So I understand that. Hello. Now, but here, it was a gathering of believers. And then he was talking to them, and they were all crying. Because God has left them. So I came in and I said, Praise the Lord. This is the first time I ever said this. After then I've said it several times. I said that you don't have money in your pockets. Does not mean there's no money in the whole world. Someone might not just have money in his pockets. But there's money in Central Bank. There's money in someone else's pockets. So I said that you are in a place where you are not seeing the glory of God. Does not mean the glory of God is not and I was just coming from another meeting. I said, Well, I am the revival you were praying for. Amen. Glory to God. So I came in, I said, Just before I came, someone got healed at social place. I laid hands, some people got filled with the Holy Ghost. The power of God, that's where I'm coming from. And all of them their eyes lit up. I said, So I've come, Amen, to this thing you are praying about now, I am the answer. Oh, and the power of God hits the place. Why am I saying all of this? You will choose what you will look at. Will you see the glory of God? Will you see the glory of God? There's a song we used to sing. See His glory. See His glory. See His glory come down. Praise His name as heaven reigns. See His glory come down. See His glory come down. You know that song. See it, Amen. Help me tell you, neighbor. See the glory of God. See, listen to me. Listen to me. See it. Always see the glory of God. Always see the glory of God. Always see the glory of God. Let me put it this way. Choose to see the glory of God. Amen. Choose to see the glory of God. Dr. T.L. Osborne, many years ago, he said something. He said, Hey, hey, hey. It is not like we've not had troubles and tragedies, but we choose to stay on the side of triumph. We choose to look at what God is doing. Not the problems we had, Amen. Glory to God. Ask your neighbor, what do you choose to see? Glory to God. You know there are people like that. Every time they look, at, you know the problem in the body of Christ, the problem in the blood of Christ, the problem. Okay, what is the what is the solution in the body of Christ? Jesus spoke these words. And he has not changed his mind. He said, I will build my church. He never said, I will abandon my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. What he was saying, it was a declaration. What he was saying is that the gates of hell will attempt, but it will not prevail. Stop talking about the attempts of the gates of hell. Celebrate the building of the church. That kind of talk is not different. It's not different from those tapes they used to sell in those days. Where someone comes and say, ah, 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 I used to work for the devil. My number was 666. Then I graduated to 999. We used to suck the blood of all those nonsense. And then when they finish, everybody in church will not be afraid. That's the aim of the devil. It doesn't edify, it doesn't comfort. He doesn't exhaust. He doesn't edify. Hallelujah. I don't know why I'm even saying this. Lift your hands and just worship Him. We give you glory. We bless you. Thank you. Pray in tongues for a moment. Zupra hata to melishe prodos predikato bala. Le monto prediketo so prediketo zo brata ya tali de bozo. Jike Patalaba, hata zemente kleto so telebozo. Rabahande bredes ke de bradia rakatome le brados ke prediketo zo. Le bashite brodos Brigadier telebo Brigadier telebo Brigadier, Lamanda, Lamandala baso predos telebo Zatalaba, Catalabande, eredos predikia telebozo. Lapa, the name of Jesus. You know there are some prayers we pray in the scriptures. And there are there are scriptural prayers, all right. And then for some of us, we prayed those prayers for many years the Ephesians prayers, the Colossians prayers, you find scattered around most of the epistles. The Spirit of God began to bring to my heart some time ago, I would not talk specifically about which one because that was personal to me. But the question was when will this prayer be fulfilled? Because you prayed it last year, you prayed it the year before. You prayed you understand that you've been praying. So when will this prayer be fulfilled? I didn't get what he was asking me. There are times where questions come like that and it takes a while to get it. Amen. Amen. So, so, when will it be fulfilled? When will it happen? Maybe I should just give you one of the examples of what I'm talking about. That's not my message. Oh. I will get there. Amen. But it's someone's message. It's someone's message. In um, i just pick one. Let's look at Colossians nine. In Colossians 1.9, um, it says this. For this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. Then he says, and to desire. Read it with me. That ye might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Is that a prayer point? Yes. So the question is, when will you be filled with the knowledge of His will? Amen. When will you Be filled with knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? You know, this is a New Testament prayer. So, would you know when you are filled with knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding? Is it possible to know? Why are we praying if it won't be fulfilled? Amen. Hello? You know sometimes in church we, it's a prayer point, we raise it. Everybody pray. Pray that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Then we pray again. The question now is, is it not possible that someone amongst us is already filled with the knowledge of His will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding? Amen? Amen? Are you with me? Maybe I'll show you another one. Ephesians 3. Um, let's start from verse 9. Uh, uh, 9 is too far. Go down. Just keep going down. Thank you. 14. For this cause I bow my knees. Ephesians 3, 14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Watch this. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Verse 16. That he will grant you according to what? The riches of His glory. To be strengthened with, by His Spirit in the inner man. With might, by His Spirit in the inner man. Huh? Verse 17, let's just add down. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able, go ahead, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. What if this has already happened in your own life? Amen. Now, what I want to show, what I'm mentioning to you is the possibility that it can happen that it has already been fulfilled in your life. Amen. There's a way you are looking at me. Uh There's something I want to say now. But it's the way you are receiving this one that will make me know whether we'll get there. Amen. Did you get this? Okay, let me show you another one. Galatians 4, 19. That will be easy to, to follow, alright? Read with me, one to go. My little children of whom I travel in birth again, Antichrist be formed in you. Now, I'm quite asking. Antichrist be formed in you is something that can be known. Amen? So that means that the prayer or travail will stop When Christ is formed in you, am I communicating? So the question I'm asking is, has Christ been formed in you? Don't be quick to say yes. So at what point does it happen that Christ is now formed in you? Such that someone does not have to travel in birth again like this for Christ to be formed in you. Why what, what, what I'm bringing this to your attention is, some of us read these things like they will always be in the future. Amen. We never read it like someone can enter into it. Amen. Am I communicating? Some of us always re- read it and relate with it as something that is unattainable. But it was listed in scripture as something that can be fulfilled in your life. That means you can come to a place where Christ is formed in you. That means you can come to a place where you are filled with all the fullness of God. That means you can come to a place, amen, where you are filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. There's a way Paul spoke. In Ephesians the third chapter, verse four, Paul said, When you read, you will, you will know my understanding of the mystery of Christ. My knowledge, as King James says, my knowledge in the the mystery of Christ. But the Greek word says, you will know my sonesis. Amen. So what he was saying is that there's a level he was operating in, amen, which he was telling them to pray for. That means he was already there. Are you with me? That's why we're having meetings like this. It's not to inform you is To bring you into truth, amen. Not to hear about truth, no, to enter it. First Timothy 2, verse 4. We're going to read First Timothy 2, 4. I'm also going to read Second Timothy 3, 7. In First Timothy 2, 4, it said, God, God was verse 3, who will have all men to be saved. And to what? And to come unto the knowledge of the truth. That means you are saved. The word knowledge is epignosis. That you will come into the full knowledge of the truth. That means some are saved. But they've not come into the knowledge of the truth. To make you understand it was not a passive statement, Paul made the statement again in Second Timothy, the third chapter, verse 7. He talked about a group of people who said they are ever learning. And never able to come, what? To the knowledge of the truth. Listen, these three days of Revelation, my first, is to bring you what? Into the knowledge of the truth. Yeah. See, I enter it. I enter. Glory to God. A grandma, many years ago, it was a, a testimony. The children have always known grandma to be born again involved in things of God and all that. So one day they said, Grandma, you know, we've never really bothered asking you. How come you, you... you, you? All the time we've known you, you've always been healthy, you've never been sick. They said, oh, that's one. She said, a preacher came to our town when I was... even before I had you, when I was quite young, uh, a younger woman, all right. a preacher came to our town and he did altar calls. The first altar call is, how many that want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior? Then he did another altar call. How many want to receive Jesus as their health and healer? So I came out and received him as my healing and my health. Since that day, I have not been sick. That means that she came into the knowledge of that truth. It's not to be shouting, the Hebrew word, the Greek word, Amen. And be arguing with preachers on television. And be arguing with books. But you've not come into the knowledge of the truth. Hello. And most of the time, it is that argument that does not allow you coming to the knowledge of the truth. Praise the Lord. You know why? Because there is a way to receive God's word. It says, receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls." There's no other way to receive the word of God than with meekness. That word received there is the lamban. That means that the way the word enters is that you receive with meekness. You can have a dozen opinions. Christianity is a revelation. Amen. It's a revelation. It's not a compilation of logic. It's a revelation. All right. Father, I want to start now. (laughs) Thank you for utterance. Thank you for no one is living here the same way they came. In the name of Jesus Christ. As I speak, healings will take place. As I speak, minds will be free. As I speak, questions will be answered. In the name of Jesus. And let go say loud, Amen. Amen. Today I want to talk um, and introduce something. I don't know if I'm going to finish it in this seminar, but I will try I titled it, The Two Sides of Our Salvation. Everybody say, The Two Sides of Our Salvation. Of our salvation. Say again, The Two Sides of Our Salvation. Alright. Um, we're in America a few weeks ago. And, you know, I don't, the Spirit of God speaks to us. as he, I believe He speaks to every believer. And... Um, There are conversations that have been going on along those lines where he's bringing my attention to certain things that I had never seen that way. Now, there's a way I was raised in the things of the Spirit. Most of the time, the things I get to teach publicly in meetings I'm invited for or meetings that I conduct are things that I might have been taught five, six, seven years ago. I never really teach anything I am learning, I never really share anything I'm still learning. So, but um, the Spirit of God was breathing on certain things that He had taught me before and making me see a deeper side of it, or should I say, giving me fresh insights about certain things. So, when I talk about the two sides of our salvation, I began to share on this to an extent in our Faith Faith seminar in Norfolk. I mentioned the title, I couldn't really get into it. So let's see if we will get into it. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Now, when I first said it, um, for those that are students of God's word, I know the first thing they think about is the legal and vital side of our redemption. And that's not what I'm talking about. Amen. That's not what I'm talking about. Now, for lack of a better way of coining it, I just said the two sides of our salvation. Talking about salvation like a coin that has two sides. Amen. Alright. And... Um, I titled it this way, that our salvation is both a relationship and a responsibility. Amen. Did you hear me? Say salvation is both a relationship and a responsibility. Now, most of the time as believers, there has been so much focus on our relationship relationship side of salvation god loves you yes you're a child of god going somewhere to happen yes amen (laughs) glory to god but there's more to it did you hear me than that so i titled it the two sides of our salvation on one side is our relationship with god on the other side is our responsibility to God. Amen. And um, what the Lord wanted me to give attention to is more on the responsibility side. Amen. Of our salvation. Because for many reasons, a lot has been said about our relationship with God. And um, some believers have grown to think this salvation thing is just about God meeting their needs. Amen. Hello? So, you know, some people come for meetings like this now. Oh, God. Um, let let the man of God lay hands on me. Are you understanding me? Okay, let let him prophesy to me. Let him speak a word to me. Um, Let him you know, and all that and all that. Now the question is, after laying hands on you, then what? Glory to God. After prophesying to you, then what? Hallelujah. Then he will lay hands on you again another time. And then he will prophesy to you again another time. Then what? Why all of that? To what end? Glory to God. Alright? So, I want us to understand that. But first of all, it's important to understand what salvation is. Glory to God. Because your understanding of salvation will determine your salvation experience. Let me tell someone. Say, your understanding of salvation will determine your salvation experience. Now, different people have different explanations of salvation. But it is good to recognize God's own definition of what salvation is. There is no material in the world... That can educate you on what salvation is apart from the Word of God. The Bible refers to Him as the author of our salvation. Amen. Are we together? So, for some, salvation is joining a church. Hallelujah. Have you met people like that? See, my name is on the church row. Amen. That means I'm going to go to heaven. (laughs) Glory to God. (laughs) Salvation is not... Let me get your attention now. Salvation is not even about going to heaven. Amen. There are people in heaven now that were not even saved. Amen. (laughs) Glory to God. That they were in heaven, so to speak. Let me use that term. They left this world before Jesus died. Amen. So, going to heaven is not all that salvation is about. Did you hear me? Maybe you think I don't mean what I'm saying. Let me say it well. Salvation is not all about going to heaven. And at the end of the day, it's not even heaven we are going to. Did you hear me? It's not even heaven we are going to. The Bible says that there will be a new heaven and a new earth. Hallelujah. Hello. So it's not even heaven. So salvation is not about say, oh, um, someone say, oh, I don't want to miss heaven. You know, I don't know who introduced that that phrase to the body of Christ. I don't want to miss heaven. I don't want to miss heaven. How can you miss heaven? Amen. If salvation was all about heaven, the moment you received salvation, you would have gone to heaven. If salvation was all about heaven, the day you walk out, then you, the day you walk out here and receive Jesus Christ, you move. But it means that salvation is more than that. Hallelujah! It's more than that. Salvation is not about good conduct. Some people don't like that when I say this. I didn't say it. The scripture said so. Any human being can stop doing wrong things. I know folks they call to tell us. You know that? Someone that doesn't drink or smoke. He's not born again. Alright? He's an unbeliever. But he doesn't smoke. He doesn't drink. I got a visit from one of my friends who were schoolmates. He, li- he lives in the States. So he was sharing with me he's not saved. He was just talking about life, how life had been in the last decades. And he said, uh, (laughs) Are they on live stream? I won't live stream. Okay. So he was sharing with me about how um, anytime I'm in the States, he would want me to come over to his city, and I've never had the opportunity to go. So he said, Well, my job is that when all of our friends and classmates come into the States, I show them where it's happening. You understand that? You know, I show them where it's happening. You know, I know all the clubs. I know all the places. I know all of that. So he talked about a lot of our our, cosme- our classmates. He said, that one's job. I always invite him when I'm going to show others the place because his own job is that he pays the bills. He said, but you know, you, you know him. He doesn't smoke. He doesn't. So and I said, he doesn't smoke. He doesn't. So why does he follow you people? He said, he just likes the women. <laughs> you understand that? So if I bring the women there, he will pay. <laughs> so there are people that don't smoke. There are people that don't drink. There are people that are on drugs, not because of salvation. Amen. Some of you have friends like that. Some don't fornicate. Not because they're born again. There are people that will never steal. It doesn't mean they are saved. Are you with me? So, when someone thinks salvation is all about repentance, you've not understood what salvation is. A man that is smoking, that stops smoking, that's a repentance. Amen. That's repentance. And there are many programs people host that take people out of drugs. Rehabilitation program. When you rehabilitate someone that has an addiction and then he stops, he has repented. Hello. I'm using the exact meaning of repentance. Repentance metanoa. A change of mind first that propels a change of action. Amen. That's a repentance. There are people that met Jesus that said they have kept all the law. That means they, you can't fault them in conduct, but they are not saved. Get where I'm going to. So salvation is not just a Repentance. There is repentance in salvation. Hello. But salvation is not repentance. I just want to read out some things I wrote down just to help us. Praise the Lord. Are you following? Um, let me read a scripture first of all. Titus two, eleven. Let's read together. I want to go for the grace of God that bringeth salvation had appeared to all men now listen all men all men means all of mankind all of mankind is not necessarily all men are not all doing wrong things amen but yet god saw that all men needed salvation are you with me said the grace of god that bringeth salvation it didn't appear to some men it didn't appear to the bad men it appeared to all men amen Amen. did you hear me it didn't appear to the bad men it appeared to all men the bible says that for all have sinned you know romans 323 all have sinned and come short of the glory of god How will you say all have sinned? Some people, when the statement was made, they were not yet born. Hello? When the statement was made, they were not born. But you are saying they have sinned. That means the sin talked about there is not the action. Amen. Are you listening to me? It's not the act of sin he was talking about. That what had happened to man is that sin... (laughs) Let me use the word. He, it has been transferred, conferred on him. He said, "For by one man, Romans five twelve, sin entered into the world, and death. Huh? And then, therefore, death had come upon all of mankind. Now, the reason why any man is a sinner." It's because of what Adam did. Amen. Get me now. It's because of what Adam did. You are not a sinner because of what you did. You are a sinner because of what Adam did. That's why no human being can excuse himself from salvation They say, ah, what do I need to be saved from? Praise the Lord. What do I need to be saved from? After all, I've not even done anything. He said, For all have sinned. Praise God. So, salvation is God's remedy for sin. I put it this way salvation is God's remedy for man's tragedy. The rescue plan of God for man is salvation. I also put it this way. Salvation is the antidote for sin. Are you with me? Maybe I'll take that again. Salvation is God's remedy for man's tragedy. It is God's antidote, actually said, for the poison of sin. Amen. Human nature and humanity have been poisoned by the sin of Adam. Hallelujah. Salvation is God's rescue plan for all of mankind through Jesus Christ. Very simple definitions. There's no other way anybody can be saved. Acts 4.12 Neither is there salvation in any other name than that name Jesus. So you don't get saved by stopping bad things. You get saved by receiving salvation. Amen. Are you with me? There's a big difference. Get, Get it. Neither is there salvation in any other name, for there is none other name under heaven, given among men, whereby we must be saved. No other name. That means that salvation is an experience only God can give to a man. Amen. Are you listening to me? It's an experience only God can give to a man. Remember, Salvation also is a gift. If you read Ephesians 2, verse 8. It's a gift. That means it's not earned. Hello? Say salvation is a gift. Say it's not earned. Alright, now, permit me, I just need to establish that before I start talking about things over other people's heads. Now, understand something. When we talk along these lines, a lot of people miss the point. That salvation is a gift does not mean that God does not have a reward system. Amen? How many of you agree there is a difference between a gift and a reward? Okay. If you read the book of Revelations and several other scriptures in the Bible, you will see where God talks about His reward is with Him. Amen? It means that God rewards us for what we do with his gifts. Amen. Are you listening to me? But he will never take his gift from us. It is not a gift that he's planning to take. In Romans eleven twenty nine, he said, For the gifts and calling of God is without repentance. Old M King James Version. And our end will say is irrevocable. So salvation is not something God gave you, and based on what you do with it, He will take it back or leave it with you. you no, know, sir, He is not planning to take it back. Now let me explain something to you about this thing. God, that hates sin, huh, puts the atoning element for sin. In the blood of an animal. Such that when the nation of Israel sinned, all they needed to do was to look for a blood sacrifice. Listen to me. An animal. God was the one that taught them. They shed the blood of that animal. And it covered their sin. That means that because of that blood, God didn't have to respond. Are you understanding me? Are you listening to me? Now let me ask you a question. If human blood was that powerful to stop God from pouring out His wrath on them in their sin, do you think God's blood is less powerful? Do you know that in the period of the one year, when after they they carry out that sacrifice or whatever they do, when they do that, in the period of that one year, they are covered. Amen. They are covered. They are covered. It is the blood of an animal the bible refers to jesus as god's own lamp amen john 12:9 so if you read through the bible and you saw animal blood cover the scene of a country or a nation or a group of people that god regardless of what was happening around them did not respond do you think the blood of god is any less Say, salvation is a gift. I have received salvation. salvation. Now, the only thing, permit me to just draw this balance here. The only thing (laughs) that makes man different from an angel or any other being God created is that God gave man willpower. Let me say willpower. So man can choose to be saved or not to be saved. Amen? Are you with me? And after salvation, he doesn't take the willpower. Amen? No, he doesn't take the willpower. So you can choose to do what God wants you to do. And you can choose to hear the voice of God and disobey it. Amen? Yeah. But salvation is not just about what God had done for us. On the basis of what He had done for us, there are things He expects from us. Amen. And that's where we're going to. That's where we're going to. So, let me establish again. Salvation is both a relationship and a responsibility. Say it. Can you say it a second time? Salvation is both a relationship and a responsibility. Glory to God. Salvation is a call to fellowship and a call to service. When I say fellowship, I mean fellowship with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a call to fellowship. But it doesn't stop at the fellowship. It's a call to fellowship and a call to service. So, someone say, you know, I remember years ago when um, the book came out, this was 1992, um, I think that was when um, between 92 and 95 the book good morning holy spirit came out amen and then people started learning how to fellowship with the spirits amen then second corinthians 13 verse 14 came alive among believers amen the grace of the lord jesus the love of god and the koinonia of the spirit be with you all amen And then he says, oh, I'm just fellowship with you. They just sit at home all day. Oh, Holy Spirit, I just love you. I just love you. I just love you. Say, after loving him, what next? What's the fellowship for? Why did God go through so much to get the children of Israel out of Egypt? Why? He said, let my people go. That's salvation or redemption. That what? They may serve. Amen. Are you listening to me? That they may serve. It was not just for the purpose of letting them go. What we are saying is that the freedom God has given to you, there is an expectation He has. Amen. When a believer understands this, The way he practices his faith will be different. Will be different. Glory to God. I have a lot of folks when we were younger, you know, they used to fast and pray. We all used to pray together, and then they'll be fasting and praying. Oh God, give me power. Oh God, I want to see the power of God in my life. I wasn't in that circle. What God taught me early was step out. Be useful, and the gifts will show. Amen. So as I went out soul winning, the gifts of the Spirit will operate. Amen. Are you listening to me? As I went out leading other souls to Christ, helping other believers, I saw the power of God working. I found out that the secret behind the power is going. Going. Everybody say going. 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 Just be going. Go ye. Amen. Go ye, and the signs will follow. The Bible didn't say the signs will stand by you. It follows the going man. Amen? The challenge we have today is that many are not going. So, you have a lot of folks that, you know, they, they just want, you know, there are people that just want every, say, that tape, I want it. That book, I want it. That conference, I will go. That's them. After all of that, what are you using it to do? Amen? What are you using it to do? Does God... You know what knowledge is? <laughs> you know what knowledge is? You know what it is? The Bible says that we have this treasure. It calls it a treasure in a vessel. Amen. Yes. This light that you have is a treasure. Amen. Yes. It's, it's not just a treasure. It's a treasure to God. Why do we say, do not cast your, your, your pearl before swine? It's talking about knowledge. So, listen. Go and read the book of James. He said that, be not many masters. What do you mean by masters are? Leaders and teachers. He said, because your judgment will be greater. Amen. You know why? You will be accountable for the knowledge. All the... Or, he said, oh, they are doing this thing in that ministry. I went for the Bible college. And then God will ask you what you did with all the knowledge. It's better you didn't know than that you knew and you didn't do nothing with it. Hello? Now, a friend of mine asked a question. It, it, it rang in my spirit for a long time. It was years ago. It, we were a group of people and he was saying something very strong. He said, He asked, He said, Hey, we have received the, the gospel. What are we mean by the gospel? We, we, are, we understand this revelation of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. We've received the gospel. He said, What have we done with the gospel? I will ask you today, What have you done with the gospel? No, help me ask two people beside, What have you done with the gospel? What have you done with the gospel? Now, understand where I'm going to with this. Listen, if I ask, what has the gospel done for you? Say, hey, 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 since I met, look at my clothes now. Oh, the gospel, look at my car outside. Oh, my children. The gospel has given me a good marriage. The gospel has kept me healthy. Oh, we might have heard what the gospel has done for you. What have you done with the gospel? Oh, since I heard that message of the New Testament, look at what has been happening in my life. You, What have you done with the message? What have you done with the message now we're going we're talking about the responsibility of our salvation salvation is a call to fellowship and a call to service salvation is a union with christ for a function amen it's for a function it's for a function it's a union with christ for a function Salvation is a call with an assignment. Amen. The word call. You read Ephesians 1, the 19th verse. You know, the eyes of your understanding start from 18. The eyes of your understanding being lighter, that you may know the hope of his calling. Amen. Alright. 18. That you may know the hope of his calling. That you may know the hope of his calling. The hope, the hope there is the expectation he had when he called you. Amen. What is the hope of his calling? What is the hope of His calling? The word calling there is klesis. Greek word klesis means His invitation. His recruitment notice to you. Amen. When He recruited you into the kingdom, what did He have in mind? Do you know it? So salvation is a call with an assignment. It means that when God reached out for you to hear the gospel he had a plan he had a plan you know a lot of times i am not against what the bible teaches about prosperity but there's a difference between materialism and prosperity amen are we together there's a difference between materialism, and prosperity. Through prosperity. It's about having enough to fulfill God's assignment in your life. Amen. That's prosperity. It's not about having a good house, a good home, and all that, but you are not able to fulfill the assignment that God gave to you. You know, someone was talking about the Jews the Jews believe in wealth. As a matter of fact, um, <laughs> okay, let me put it. God, God believes in wealth. <laughs> Amen. Did you hear me? God expects you to be wealthy. Amen. I know recent times some people have been fighting this. But you see, the Jewish people. At least in the Old Testament, you find that there is no room in their thoughts to accommodate poverty. You know why? They see wealth as justice. Amen. Amen. That means it's unjust, you know, for you to be otherwise apart from wealthy. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Are you with me? There is um, a proverb. In, you can find it in the Jewish Talmud. The Jewish Talmud is there are r- r- rabbinical teachings of the oral, um, believed to be the oral words of God compiled by rabbis. So it's in the Talmud. Different from the Torah. The Torah is the written word of God. So they have the Talmud, the Jews. In the Talmud, there's something they say. It makes me laugh anytime I remember it. They say, Poverty in a man's house is worse than 50 plagues in his house. That's how they believe poverty. Are you understanding me? They say it's worse than 50 plagues. That means in the Jewish thinking, poverty is wickedness. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? So, there's a difference between materialism and prosperity. That's what I was trying to explain. So when we talk along these lines, understand it. But, the Jew believes this. That scripture in, Rome, in Deuteronomy 8.18 For it is God that giveth the power to get wealth, that he may... Accept. That means the prosperity has a purpose. Amen. There is a reason for it. The Jewish man believes that when he has money, he cannot serve God well. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Yes. Glory to God. Lift your right hand. My prayer for everyone here, and lifting their hands is that everything that the Spirit of God is trying to do in our lives by this meeting, not one will be left out in your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Follow, follow me. So salvation is a responsibility. Alright? It means that the reason why we were left on earth after we receive salvation is because there is another path to fulfill in our salvation we are recipients and dispensers of the grace of god First Peter fourteen. Are you there? It says, As every man had what? Received the gifts, even so minister the same to one another as what good stewards of the manifold grace of god the word their stewards talks about dispensers amen distributors on the authority all right so here we are recipients of salvation and we also dispensers amen are we together Okay? But some of us, the focus is so much on the receiving side. We've not come to the place where we are functioning as stewards of what we have received. What I'm saying in essence is this. Salvation is about your identity in Christ. All right? But you must go from your identity in Christ to your authority in Christ. Then you must go from your authority in Christ to your responsibility in Christ. The reason why a lot of folks, all oh, they focus on, oh, I know who I am in Christ Jesus. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm a king's kid. They say all those things. But what are you doing with it? What do king's kids do? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Are we together? What are you doing with all the teachings about your identity, your authority? The order in which I said it is the order. Identity first. You have to know who you are in Christ. Amen? Then, your authority in Christ. But the essence of recognizing your identity and authority is so that you can fulfill what? Your responsibility in Christ. You have believers that have never, never shared their faith anywhere with anybody. But Now I'm not talking about someone that just received Christ yesterday. They've been saved months, years. They've never shared their faith. It doesn't even occur to them to share their faith. You have believers that have never laid hands on another person around them that was sick. Do you know what Acts 1-8 was saying? I'll end around here now. It said, and you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is given unto you, right? That is come upon you. That you shall be what? Witnesses. What he's saying is that the essence of that endowment of power is for a responsibility. A witnessing responsibility. Amen. Amen. That you might be what? Witnesses. This is the reason why a lot of times believers don't know how to use the platforms they have for the glory of God. Hallelujah. But you see people devoted to satanism and the devil, they know how to use their platforms very well. They know how to use their platforms very well. They know how to use their platforms. There are groups and communities we hear about, uh, what do you call them now? The LGBT community. They defend themselves. (laughs) Say, I have a responsibility say it again, I have a responsibility now, this responsibility we are talking about tomorrow we will co- co- go further is, it doesn't have anything to do with being uh, an apostle prophet, evangelist, pastor or teacher No. know if you are a mother amen you have a responsibility praise the Lord did you hear me? Maybe you're you are not a mother, you're a housewife. Let me use that word. You're a housewife. There are house husbands too. You're a housewife. Amen. And you are born again. You have a responsibility. In that house, you have a responsibility. You are um, still under your parents, but you've received Christ. You have a responsibility. That means that the reason why God is teaching you all these things, why the Spirit of God comes upon you in meetings, amen. Why you hear prophecies, why all those things happen, is so that you will fulfill the responsibility. What is the job of the pastor, evangelist, pastor? Is to equip you, amen, to fulfill the responsibility. Christianity is not listening to tape, listening to music, going for conference, being on TBN. Amen. And watching all the Christian channels. They are shouting glory, glory, glory. No. No, sir. No, sir. It cannot be. Hallelujah. Twin tongues for a minute. Zupresuke Teseleva Celebron Brigados Brigadier Telebozo. La Patasha, Labando Brigades, Bredicatos Brigadier. La Paton de Brigadesque Proto Shalaba Hakatabala Gavas ke Zupletuske Plato Shalaba Brigadier Telebozo. Bala Kato, Melibosh Brigadier, Telebosu. Bala Kato, Ndebreides, Kip Lutous, Shalabaha Kato, Prédiketos Brigadier. Lapata, Selebon, Brigadios, Brigadier, Telebosu. Lendezeketos, Salabaha Katea. Zopretiske, Plutous, Selebron, Brigadios, Prédiketaz, Eledeske. Zopletos, Brigadier, Telebos, bon, Brigadier, Telebos, Brigadier. Zopletos, Brigadier, Selebon, Brigadios, Brigadier, Telebos, Brigadier. Se, Djopla hata la basho pregaderos pregadía telebosso Thank you Lord leske pretis yale bom pregaderos kepredia la patose pregaderos pregadía sobregaderos sobregaderos pregadía telebosso Marakataon breskofretes pretes bom prata kata la gadia la batala basha la basha la balla kapos pregadía telebosso rendo bros pregaderos pregadía tes ke paya la patombo zobre diketos pregadía telebosso Malabashanda laba laba robregados brigadier telebos brigadier telebos brigadier les zuketo maliba Hadaba ya balia zomende brados keplutos brigadier teleboso denzuba hasa labase bombre deske plutos brigadier zopretis keplutos brigadier telebos brigadier telebos brigadier Thank you Lord Thank you Lord Thank you Lord Now listen, listen. If you came here and you were sick before you came, the question I want to ask you is, when you get well, what will you do with your health? You're well, then what? You are healed, then what? Oh God, give me a breakthrough financially, then He gives you, then what? Oh God, give me a husband, then He gives you, then what? What will you do with the husband? What will you do with the wife? What will you do with the child? Thank you. Look at the scriptures. Though. There are, you know, some people don't understand why some old Testament folks were making vows. The essence of the vows is that they were aligning with God's purpose. Amen. Making sure that their desires were aligned with the purpose of God. When Samuel was, uh, the mother, you know the story, Anna, she didn't have a child. She didn't have a child. She didn't have a child. And then her mate, Penina, who had a child. And every day, it was obvious she was the one with the problem. If Penina didn't have a child, she also didn't have a child. They would say the problem is the the husband. Are you understanding me? But the other one was proving otherwise. Amen. It was not the problem. And then she came. What was her prayer? Lord, if you give me a son, I will give him to you. Ah, ah. Amen. Look at Solomon's vow. If you give me wisdom, so I will lead your people. Amen. Are you understanding me? So I will lead your people. Ah, 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 ah. So, oh, I want to enter my next level so that what will happen? Even when you are on your former level, we are not even seeing you in church. Amen. So next level, what will now happen? Eh? What will happen in the next level? Oh oh Lord oh Lord Oh Lord, take me higher, higher to where even in the lower pastor will not rest. Amen. Are you listening to me? Then what? Then what? You know, there are people (laughs) listen to me. God gives influence for a reason. Did you hear me? He gives influence for a reason. He doesn't just give influence for influence sake, he gives influence for a reason. For a reason. I read a book. Okay, I shouldn't go there. Take, me, take my time. You know, listen. What will you do with what God will do in your life today, tomorrow, and the day after? Okay, God, give me connection. What are you doing with the one He has given you? What are you doing with it? oh God open the door for me what are you doing with the door you already opened there are some of you here what this meeting is addressing is to go back and review what you have been doing with the doors God already opened for you with the platforms God already gave to you what are you doing with it is it influencing the kingdom is it helping you to to build your, your faith and edify other believers Or suddenly that platform has become the reason why God is not even seeing you again. Let me use that term. Is it the reason why other believers are even distracted? The platform has even helped you to distract more believers. Listen to me. Life is spiritual. Are you listening to me? Life is spiritual. You cannot get the things of the Spirit any other way apart from the way of the Spirit. You may have something that looks like it, but at the end you will find that it was not it. What are you doing with what you already have been given? What will you do with what He will yet give you? You say, oh, I just discovered that when I read scripture, I used to understand it. I used to understand it a lot. You know. So what have you done with it? Have you used it to even confuse other believers? To look for pastors to argue with. Then you are saying, Lord, give me more insight. The small, the small in, not even sight, in that you have, you are causing confusion. Because you know three Greek words now. Nobody will rest. Amen. (laughs) Am I communicating? There are platforms coming. There are bigger platforms. There are bigger platforms. Bigger platforms. There are greater doors. Paul said, A great and effectual door has been opened. There are great doors. But the question is, what will you do with those doors? This evening, your prayer should be, Lord, first of all, the doors you already opened for me, the platforms you gave to me, I take responsibility to do what I'm supposed to do with them. The Bible says, he that is faithful in little, is faithful also what? In much. Pray. Just pray. Just pray for a moment. Sister Esther, just help me with that song. I'm just going to lay hands on a very very few people. Very few people. Very few people. It's very few folks. You will never leave them away. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For the power of the Lord is in the face. The power of God is in this place. And <laughs> you, you will never will. leave the same way you came today. For the power Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on two three four eight zero six three six one three five six zero. You are big, blessed, and loaded. around the world. Power up the floor.